Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. Where are we gonna go? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh, oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new Nostalgic Front podcast. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Ream. How is it going, Brandon? Hell yes, I am. Huh? No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure you were paying attention. I'm listening. For me, yeah, it is going fantastic. Don't it make you sad to know that life is more than who we are? Tired song keeps playing on the tired radio. And I won't tell no one your name. Is Rumpelstiltskin? It sucks because it's not even like a... Like, what is that? That's not an inside joke. Like, our fans couldn't be like, oh, Goo Goo Dolls, huh? And they're like, what? Like, they couldn't even talk to each other about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's a thing we're doing on the show currently, but it's not like a fun thing. I have fun doing it. Yeah, but it doesn't mean nothing. At least when it was the... Like, the gun sounds, it was like Uh a fun thing. But now it's uh-huh. just like they kind of half-heartedly sing Goo Dolls or really any 90s band song. Yarl. Yarl tunes. This Yarl. is the first Goo Goo Dolls we've done in, like, months. You ever met my dad, Yarl Hasty? <laughs> uh, how is it? How you going? How's it going, bud? It's good. It's yeah? good. It's a lovely uh, day yeah. here yeah. in the North Nostalgic Front Studios. Uh, yeah. Drinking on uh, Maxwell House Keurig coffee. With a little oh, bit of almond milk. Sure. Uh, I have some Aloha oils, marijuana. I believe it is uh, Skywalker OG. Oh. And uh, I'm ready to talk with one of my favorite OGs, you. Hey, man. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm sitting over here. I got myself a iced coffee from, mm. Ka- what is it called? Chowbella, which is a little coffee. Uh, shop in my neighborhood. Guess who oh, I yeah. saw yesterday in my neighborhood? Max Fine. Yeah, I was walking down the street, and I swear to God, it was such a quarantine thing, pandemic thing, where like we see each other, and we both are kind of like, I we know each other, and he's literally like, I'm like, hey, and then we start talking, and he said it, he's like, it's Max, and I'm like, well, I know it's you, but it's very easy that neither of us could have known who we are. We're just so yeah. goddamn excited. To recognize the top half of somebody's face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really exciting. Uh, I wonder he, how many times I've walked by somebody with a mask on that I know. Yeah. Or I walk by people who I don't know, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be David Twidey over there, but he's too far to go say hello. And it's yeah, probably like, not. I can't imagine he's wearing a suit at this time of day, but it looks like him. The trick is you start wearing masks before the pandemic oh sure. that way you can get like an iconic like mask yeah. like anytime you know, I like s- anytime i see Corey taylor i'm like boom yeah. that's Corey taylor yeah exactly yeah. nobody's like is that jason Voorhees? <laughs> they just know you know Reem, th- you did it it took a year but you wrote a new stand-up bit and that rules 
Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of new bits, I've noticed yeah. this recently. Okay. Is uh, since we don't have open mics or anything. Yeah. Th- this is how I can tell a lot of comedians have learned how to cook in the last year. Mm-hmm. Because I uh, today I saw like I don't know maybe the fifteenth bit that somebody was working out about the really long intros to oh, cooking recipes videos? online. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bill Burr was going off about it last week. Yeah, I saw Kyle Ayers going off about it. Uh, it's been uh, it's it's been done, guys. That's awesome. That's funny. But I... it's 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 just funny that because I feel it every time too. Ever since uh, Ian Finance brought it up and I read it. Yeah. And uh, now because I go through a lot of menus. Yeah. Because uh, my my cooking is I have the stuff and then I look at like two or three menus and then kind of do do yeah. my thing. Um, and then use peruse. Sure. Uh, the thing I think is funny that's happening with stand-up in, in this pandemic is hmm. you still see the, you see the people who are doing all these outdoor shows constantly, and they're yeah. posting these videos of them like in a snowstorm, and they've got a coat on, and then, but their stand-up isn't at all. It's just like, so my girlfriend and I were in a fight the other day because uh, she couldn't tell me, we couldn't find out what to watch on Netflix, and it's like, it's the end of the world. Talk about it or move on. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear your mad about you's back reference, you know? <laughs> That's By the way, what the podcast is for. Yeah. I did watch the first episode of the mad about you re- reboot. It's good. Uh-huh. It's fine. It was good, but I don't have any interest in finishing it. Yeah. No offense to them. I'm sure it's great, but like it didn't, it was funny, but it didn't hook me in the way that I would tell you what I've been up to though. Can I do that real quick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that's what we did. A buddy of mine, friend of mine, a real NFR, Shank. Uh, now I've told this story. I think I even mentioned it, that it might happen on the show. He, I sold my Nintendo sixty four to him when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. He, he oh, mailed, I saw. He mailed it back to me. He sent it to me today or yesterday with all my games. And so all this weekend, I've just been playing Star Fox, Shadows of the Empire, War Gods. Have you ever played War Gods? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like Mortal Kombat, but like Anubis and Ra and stuff. Oh, all right. It, and it literally is no different than like a Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever the most recent one is. Like graphics are about the same, and you do this, it's button mashing to the same level, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's boy, it's been fun. Shadows of the Empire, I started playing from the beginning and like realized how bad I was at certain levels when I was a kid because I just didn't fucking read the, the thing yeah. at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, well, I was supposed to blow up You ain't got time to read? Things. No. You press startup button mash, and then you go shoot something. Yeah. But boy, it's been a lot of fun, so that's been really cool. Uh, have you Very been doing cool. anything cool or weird? Uh, well, you know, I was uh, doing a little bit of research on the uh, they got a, the new Snake Eyes movies coming out. I saw that. I think it's a maybe an Amazon series or something. Potentially, no. It's a Par- Paramount release. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Then, oh, then maybe Paramount Network's going to do a GI Joe live action series. Also, I saw yeah, something about that this week. The trying to find some stuff on that He Man Kevin Smith. You know, yeah. Not a lot of released about it yet, but it's happening. Yeah, it's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, it's weird. The boys um, are out. It's oh, yeah. so fun. Uh, the, the thing that I enjoyed though is. Uh, I checked out a little bit of, went down a little bit of a YouTube He-Man mm-hmm. uh, rabbit hole. And boy, after spending too much time of late in Star Wars YouTube land, yeah, to just go to somewhere where people are just 
happy that anything is happening to yeah. their beloved IPs. Yeah. And they're just like happy for everything. Even stuff they don't like. They're just happy they're getting it. The, and it's Yeah. It's a really refreshing fandom. The do fucking you, the He Man dorks out there. Do you fuck with Pixel Dan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a he's we, like the premier guy when it comes to He Man and Master of the Universe. Yeah. I think that's when you know you're like really in. Like that's when you know you're in, like you're hooked, is when you stop calling it He-Man and you start calling it Masters of the Universe. <laughs> like that's how you know, you know? That's a gatekeep right yeah. there. I it's tweeted, like, well, <laughs> do you collect He-Man or do you collect Masters of the Universe? I tweeted a thing, because we talk about gatekeeping a lot, uh, about oh, how yeah. annoying it is. So I tweeted a thing that uh, at my day job, I'm now gatekeeping. Uh, yeah. Like somebody will email me, hey Patrick, what's our UPS number? And I'll be like, fuck you, you don't fucking work here. You weren't here in 2017 when the coffee thing broke. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Goddamn. Now, uh, okay, so we talked a little I, uh, at Nintendo 64. You seen anything? You been watching anything? Um, just uh, well, oh yeah, I watched uh, the first episode of Young Rock. Oh, fun. Now, was it shot for shot the same as the first episode of Everybody uh, Hates Chris? Chris, Rock, Chris Rock's television series? <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. No, it's it's kind of funny because it takes... It actually was kind of funny, but it has three different timelines going. Oh, like Neil Brennan's special. Yeah. Plus, it has a lot of uh, real-life people uh, being casted in it. So, Junkyard yeah. Dog and Iron oh. Sheik and Andre the Giant are all in it. Wait, they're and all then, dead. They're all dead. What do you mean? Well, it's uh, about him in the seven as a kid. Oh, so I thought you meant the real people. It's like actors no. portraying Junkyard Dog, and okay, because they're dead. Junkyard's dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. Andre's, Andre's dead. Andre's long also, dead. Also, uh, they cut to him in uh, college, and all of a sudden, one of the guys coming up and talk to him. He's like, and it's fucking Ed Oregon. Oh, funny. That's funny. They casted the cartoon character that is head coach of the LSU Tigers. That's funny. Was he like a for the show? Was he like an assistant at Miami at the the time or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. (laughs) You know, there's there's I just got a kick out of that because he's like one of my favorite interviews just because he sounds like a fucking (laughs) muppet. Also, it's so funny to watch them go from being the greatest college football team ever to falling apart in like seven months and just seeing him deal with it. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a funny thing about how, like, Warren Sapp, you know? Like, there's this story mm-hmm. that The Rock, that Warren's, uh, what is it, that Warren Sapp beat The Rock out for his position on the team or something? And that there's, and that, that spurred The Rock to want to be better and everything. And there's this interview with Warren Sapp where he's like, none of that's fucking true. He just wasn't, he's just, he just wasn't there, you know? He just wasn't that good yet, you know? He didn't make the, the, the lineup. And then, and he can tell himself whatever the fuck he wants to, you know. Obviously, he's a he's he's a great actor. Let him go be a great actor. But I don't know why he needs to pretend that I was some stepping stone in his fucking story. Well, it was some very of those funny. people need that. Yeah, but it's like when you're that person, it's like how Shaq for years, for yeah. years, Shaq said David Robinson wouldn't sign his autograph when he was a little kid in San Antonio. He said that he he like wouldn't sign any of the kids' autographs because he was being a dick. And like he said, like Shaq said that for 20 years. That's why he hated David Robinson. And then like a year ago, he's like, nah, I was just fucking, that never happened. I just needed a reason to hate that guy. It's hard. It's hard to hate the Admiral. 
Yeah, he's the best. Uh, okay, cool. I'll tell you. I've been watching. Uh, well, we watched The West Wing, which don't recommend it. It's oh, it's- I love West Wing. That's why I started uh, enjoying The Rock mm-hmm. and the stuff he does. We, we is so- his career yeah. in pro West Wing. It's in, have I inter- made that joke on the show yet? Oh my god, I'm gonna smash my brains. Uh, the uh, it's a it's a fun show, but it's just. It's science fiction to watch it today and try to think that like, oh, cool. It's it's just not a good show. It's not it's not a bad. It's not a terrible narrative. It's just not a good yeah. political show. But now we're watching Veep, uh, which is what a palate cleanser after watching The West Wing take itself so fucking serious for mm. seven seasons to watch Veep not, you know, barely make government seem like a thing that like toddlers could do. It's very funny. Um but so we're doing that. And then I'm, I've been, buddy, we got to do it. I've been so much Titanic stuff, just reading Titanic stuff, watching oh, Titanic yeah. stuff, YouTube the videos. Thing, there's so much too. Like, I, I love it. I, I, oh. It's like you've barely even hit the tip of the iceberg on how <laughs> exactly. much Titanic I, stuff. My favorite thing about the Titanic is how uh, it sank. Yeah. Because the engineers, they didn't, uh, plan for all of the extra weight that would be there from all the time travelers <laughs> that's funny uh i love it i think it's so good i i, I think because i was the right age when when it was discovered it was discovered right after i was born and then like all the bob ballard tv specials and stuff yeah uh, i just i'm obsessed with it i i just watched the other night now we'll i do want to do a fun size so i don't want to burn too much but i watched so there's the movie titanic the the you know the james cameron film from 97 there's another such movie. a hit. No idea why they didn't make a sequel. <laughs> There's another movie from nineteen like nineteen fifty seven called A Night to Remember. That's a Criterion film. You can watch the whole thing for free on YouTube, and it is so fucking good. It's in it's insane how good of a movie it is, and it's and James Cameron lifted most of it for the movie Titanic. So it's like Ooh. the movie. It's it's the story of the Titanic without the bullshit romantic subplot with uh, Jack and Rose. It's subplot. Very, very I thought it was a cruise liner. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of subplot, let's take a break and we'll bring in our fantastic guest. Okay. I said we should take the train. Out from the city, get away, far away from this Manhattan's just a tin can Full of dreamers, some have lost their way And I'm one of them, I admit I don't want to go dancing at night I just want to see the light of the stars Shining down on the trees So will you go with me? It is quiet as a monastery Let's 
cities of your heartbeat while you sleep I don't wanna go dancing tonight I don't wanna start a fight I just wanna leave this world behind So will you go with me Every step you know with me The trouble slipping out of my mind Let's go to Smith Town Nobody knows our names Let's go to Smith Town I'll change if you want me to change I'll change if you want me to back Ooh, what a great song it was it was a great song why didn't we always do this we should have we have all from the beginning we could have only done music i never would have to go to youtube type in uh i don't know don't wake daddy commercials well find it go to google rip audio from youtube open up the sketchiest website on the internet no when we finally sell the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, once that 200, 201 episode uh, bump hits. That, that's right. Once we sell the episodes, somebody can go back through, change that, put some music in, and also the all the commercials that would then monetize yeah. our uh, toys. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of toys, uh, we got a great guest on the show today. <laughs> Uh, now he's old, old friend of ours goes way back from the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, of our friendship, at least, uh, now listeners, a lot of things you might know him from. You might know him as uh poet laureate of Polk County, Iowa. That's my, what I call him. Uh, you might know him from his two wonderful albums. You may just heard a song from one of them, uh, which are available on Jackknife comedy records, which he also was a founder of Jackknife comedy back, uh, some almost six years ago, maybe seven. I don't know. I'm not good at numbers. Uh, he's a regular on the hit podcast, Nothing's Too Weird. And also, you can hear him every week on his wonderful podcast, the best Luther Van Dam coach podcast period, where him and uh, friend of the show, Patrick Casey, uh, do an in depth episode on every episode of Coach. 
ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our friend Luke Ritter. God, I miss those days of the the best Luther Van Dam uh, coach podcast. Period. <laughs> yeah, man. I talk about of all the things I've done for a little bit, and then just quit on and try to right. let, let it weigh me down. That is the funniest of all of them, and the one that had the most le- like legs. You know, it, yeah. I remember it was every we were. I was unemployed, living yeah. with you all in New York at the time. And it would be about every night uh, Gideon and Katie would go to bed and we and would be it was be our up. time. It was our yeah. time. We, the kids had the rule of the roost <laughs> and we would just, I would drink a little wine. Oh yeah. And it was, it was just so much fun. Yeah. I'd to, have a little to, pot that we found on the street somewhere. <laughs> street oh, yeah. pot wine. Yeah. Uh, buddy, how are you? How's life? It's good to see you. I'm doing I, all things considered. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Not the um, podcast. Oh, yes, I'm on all things considered. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and I'm doing okay with it. Yeah, uh, good. I haven't seen another human being in person in about ten months. Uh, yeah, I hear it. I see that, buddy. Uh, so, can I ask you? Uh, so Iowa has uh, mm-hmm. famously not been taking the pandemic serious. Are you, what are you doing for work and stuff? I luckily when everything kind of started to hit the, hit the fan around late March, early April, I basic I told where I work because I have issues with obsessive compulsive disorder and yeah. germophobia. Sure. I'm working from home. So give me a, give me a laptop or fire me. <laughs> I love it. And so I took a week off and then after a week they were, you know, here's your laptop. And then after a while they realized I was, you know, in a much better state working. Yeah. From home. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And, and so <laughs> they didn't. And uh I I think they had a problem with the compulsive washing of the hands and sure. the bright room. Sure. And mm-hmm. so about about mid-July they said, How would you like to just work from home all the time? That's wonderful. That's where so I work from yeah. home and it, it's great. I yeah. even have, I can't wait till after the pandemic when I can actually do fun things in life again yeah. and still get to work from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's like, so uh, Stacey and I are still working from home, but uh, I go in once a weekish to my office. Mm-hmm. And this last week, I was in every day and that was a nightmare. Reem is going to the job site every day, Monday through Friday, working. So we're all in different states of that. But I could see for just if you're the person that working at home helps you thrive. Like, I feel like I do really well working from home. It helps my brain a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like someone like that, like with you, I feel like that's a that's a good thing. Also, I love the idea of your bosses being like, he's fucking great. <laughs> you know? We just don't want to see him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Reem, you wanted to ask a question? Uh, yeah. Uh, you been I love putting him anything? on the spot. <laughs> well, I was also moving my microphone at the time. I know. You know? I thought you were going to take a toot off your horn. Uh, Luke, so where are you from? Hi, Brandon. You it's nice to meet you. Hey, it's nice to meet you, too. It was uh, Lou, <laughs> Lou Critter. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Uh, what's up with the, What's this Lucas stuff? I don't know. I just, well, it's exactly what uh, Brandon just said. Luke Ritter. It, it yeah. doesn't really, it's, it doesn't roll off the tongue. But is this so a I thing, just, 
what I'm asking is, is am I going to have to fix my brain and start calling you Lucas? Or is this no. like when Brandon decided his middle name was Hal and he was going to go by Brandon no, Hal all the my time? My parents decided my middle name was Hal. Yeah, but then you publicly made it official on Facebook. Listen, Patrick, Hal, yeah. here's the deal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't care what people call it. I just do it for, you know, when I'm writing my name on things, it's just it's easier for people to say Lucas Ritter than sure. Luke Ritter. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, cool. So I'm going to call you Luke because yeah. that's just how my brain works. Because, uh, because we've known each other for 10 years. And yeah, because we're old friends. Yeah. Uh, now, all right. So, Luke, where did you grow up? What's your hometown called? I don't remember. Afton, Iowa. Afton, God's country. Hello. Afton, yeah, which is about, you grew up in Glenwood, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty much directly east of there. Yeah, um, on Highway 34, right? Right on Highway 34, mm-hmm. and pretty much exactly like Glenwood. Hmm? Yeah, you got a Casey's, they got a down Casey's there? there? They got, oh, of course. Nice. Now they probably have. Well, when I was growing the, up, nothing we didn't puts have a town Casey's. on the map like a Casey's. <laughs> Do you miss Casey's? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, you mean yeah, good yeah. pizza that I could get just anywhere? Yeah, and only just a slice. Oh, yeah, those cake, goddamn cake donuts. But what about the New York pizza? Come on. <laughs> uh, what John Darniel from the the Mountain Goats? He tweeted the other day something on uh, just about like hate. He hates all the slander Casey's gets as just a gas station when he's like it's so much more. <laughs> and I thought that was it is. Fun. Yeah. Uh, we didn't. When I was a kid, though, we didn't have a Casey's. We had uh, Rusk's Food and Fuel. Luke oh, Ritter yeah. enough to say. And I worked there as a teenager, oh. and and we did all kinds of ungodly things there. That's so. fun. Oh, I bet. Wow, uh, Reem, did you ever work at a gas station? Nope, never. That's... Never worked at a gas station. I worked at one. I'd have crushed it. Luke worked at one. Our friend Gideon Hamburger worked at a gas station in high school. What Sold a... drugs in the parking lot of gas stations. I mean, that's clocking in, dude. That's your on the job. <laughs> You get every once in a while. You're like, "Hey, I got this trash out of here. I'll put. I'll pick it up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, that's fun. I am. So you were the type of person, Reem, that was always starting the the trash can fires with your cigarette butts <laughs> yeah. that we'd have to put out. Well, yeah. yeah. Where else am I going to put those butts? Yeah. I <laughs> uh, Ms. Buzzers told me this fucker ain't blowing up. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, have you ever brothers? blow up an air tire all the way? Like. What are you asking? You just keep me? going. Have you ever put my mouth air <laughs> yeah. into like a bike tire <laughs> until it just popped? It's pretty loud. No, but in high school we had um our 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 shop teacher told us a story once about when he was in high school. Uh they at the gas t- station. Shop teacher? Maybe. But they took uh so my high school shop teacher, when he was young, they took a tractor tire and filled it up with like oxyacetylene and did it till it blew up and oh, it yeah. blew it blew like a fucking crater in the earth like a huge divot and like one of them couldn't hear for like a couple of years it it's pretty fun to have close calls with explosions yeah oh yeah in hindsight god luke what's your explosion you ever- history well, I always had a thing with I. I don't like loud noises like that. So I, uh-huh. if it's a if it's a controlled explosion, if I know it's going to happen, I'm okay. But I don't. Like I don't. Nine eleven, you were fine with right. <laughs> I thought this is I can handle this. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the, oh, so, I, yeah, Tower you, 7, yes, yeah, that, was sure. a, that was fine, but not an exploding tire. Yeah, Reem, you know that about Luke. He doesn't believe it happened, right? He's always talking about <laughs> how the shadows don't match up in the video. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luke, when you were a kid, what were you like? What, what were you into? Were you always as, like, uh, obsessive-compulsive and stuff and when yeah, you were I younger? I was always nervous, and the nerves became neuroses, and uh, and it became more and more neurotic as I got older. But I think I was, you know, I was a little, little closeted queer boy. Hold on, wait, and, what? Yeah. Oh, did I? <laughs> I, I mean, I knew you came out later. I always thought you were out when you were a child, and then went back in, <laughs> and then came back out. You know. Uh, it's like bar mitzvah you, you, when you convert and you do your bar mitzvah when you're 31. Uh-huh. Well, no, it, was, it was one of those closets. It was one of those two-way closets where it opened up into another room. Yeah, like a Jack and Jane oh, bathroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so briefly, my sexuality was in, you know, my parents' bedroom for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's where, it's where all the great clothes are. Right. Uh, no, so I, I always felt, you know, and I didn't always know why i felt different yeah uh, so i just i grew up kind of a, a fish out of water i felt out of place and i i would always i first my first oh, love even you know, before stand-up what technically say think about it doesn't matter no all mammals are fish out of water that's true yeah man and well i what was it saying? i don't know i don't know it sounded good though well, no, I was going to say, I think the reason I got into what, you know, stand up and writing, yeah. it, it started music. out in, in music. It started out as acting because yeah. I, I could act. I could, that was the one skill I thought I had where I could kind of be somebody else and I didn't have to be this awkward little kid. Were you in any school productions? All of them. Yeah. yeah. Been, what were, who were you and what were you in? What shows? Yeah. I, my first well, I was old Josh in the saga of Dead Duck Gulch in fifth grade. God, dead one of our... duck, that dead, dead duck, duck Gulch. Dead Dog Gulch. Did you? Dead do you guys remember what, in that do, first? Do they... <laughs> Rust food and fuel. Lucas Ritter. Do you guys remember that first Halo, the saga of Dead Duck Gulch? I mean, fuck, <laughs> you get the right sniper spot and you got it all day. Dead Dog I... Gulch. It was. It was in fifth grade. Yeah. And uh, 1998. Oh. And uh, take me back. How I, many? Was it just I one dog? The town's confirmed bachelor, old Josh, and I narrated the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's great. Now, when you do, you remember uh, when you narrated? Did you just like step forward on the stage and then just kind of get like a spotlight? Like all of a sudden, everything freezes, and then here you are getting ready to go all. Uh, you know, Howard Stern or not Howard, Daniel Stern? <laughs> I did go all Howard Stern. Yeah, I had yeah. Daniel Swimmers within a box on yeah. the other side of the stage. Uh, I think I did. At the beginning, I would step out front and then the spotlight, and you know, I nice. fell in love with the theater from that point on. I and love the idea of you being like, I was a- you being like, uh, you know, you're doing your monologue, you're, you're like, you're like being the narrator, and you're like, mm-hmm. now let's see if. Kimberly has that abortion, and then you just you know, ran off to the side. Were you know, you I was a fifth grade Edgar Allan Poe at a horror anthology. What play? That's never yeah. come up. Well, it just you, were, you know when in yeah, high I was school an actor two years ago on Broadway. 
<laughs> yeah. No, well, I wait. Played, I, I played Edgar Allan Poe in a uh, uh, middle school production. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I just do like a kind of like, uh, you know, the Twilight Zone guy. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd introduce, yeah. I'd introduce my anthology of horrors yeah. to the crowd. So you go out there, what do you do? Four or five puns, and then, uh, <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, here's the fucking uh, Telltale Heart. The heart's in the floor. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, okay, I told him. Up next, the black told him cat. A little bit same about fucking... myself, you know? Up next is you know, the black cat. Same his... story as the Telltale Heart. Nobody talks about it. Moving on. And then at the end of the night, you're like, I've been Edgar Allan Poe. I'll continue being Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Uh, okay, Luke, what else did you do? What other shows were you in? Um, well, nothing as awesome as an Edgar Allan Poe anthology. Yeah, that's huge. Movie. I was Santa Claus, but that's all I ever... That was my only Santa. run, you know? Yeah, fifth grade Santa that's Claus good... star. But I never I... went out for any of the high school shows. I was in a band, you know. I was popular doing other stuff. Well, uh, Santa Claus is the Edgar Allan Poe of Yeah, you can't... Christians. What? What, I'm going to be a fucking tin man after that? No way. I've, I've seen the mountaintop, you know? <laughs> and you may not get there with us. No. No, I might not. Uh, I did. Uh, and then when I was 14, I was in The Sound of Music. I played Friedrich. Oh, awesome. And I remember my, my first line was, I'm Friedrich. I'm 14 and I'm a boy. <laughs> I do know you don't have to be that good of an actor to play the tin man, you know? Most of them are stiffs. Barry Levinson's Tin Man. Yeah, That's right. You know it. Uh, Friedrich, is that one of the children? Yes. So did you do the famous "Hello, goodbye"? Goodbye. Yes. That's cool. About That's the one that went to Hollywood, right? <laughs> Friedrich of Hollywood. Friedrich went to Hollywood. There it is. There it is. Friedrich says, "Relax." Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I fell in love with, get this, mm. the leading lady. Uh-oh, role reversal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a huge crush on her at the yeah. time. It broke my heart. Uh, I was 14. And I was out to dinner one night with my parents. Who else? Would I? I was out yeah. to dinner yeah. with, <laughs> Colleagues. with Jack Nicholson. And I saw, <laughs> I saw her, the leading lady, with her boyfriend. Oh, the next day. And it crushed me. And he's fingering her, and you know it. <laughs> yes. Everybody at the Pizza Hut knows it. <laughs> wow, that's fun. It's also fun, though. I, I, I can't speak for a closeted kid as a early elementary, or I mean early high school, but I bet having your female crush be unattainable probably really helped you keep that, I think, yeah. you know? It was a real uh, a real Niles and Daphne thing. Yeah, you know? well, because what if she was like... Uh, you're like, oh, I have a crush on you. And she's like, cool, let's fuck all the time. Then you're like, well, I really bonered this one up. And also, I was 14 and she was 17. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's good. that's DOA right there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah wasn't going to happen. I, but maybe that's, why, maybe that's why I had the crush, because I knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I... That's awesome. I love that. I love all the, the acting. Uh, now, do you remember that time... That we went, didn't we do a show in Clarion or Afton or one of those fucking towns? Clarinda? Yeah. We Mount did a Vernon? show early on in Afton. It was you and I. Was and it, it? Oh, was it a, was in Afton, yeah. Yes. It, it was, I don't think, Brandon, I don't think Brandon came along. No, it uh -huh. was me and you, 
And I just remember the room that we did the show at. Because, yeah. like, do you remember what you said about, like, 10 minutes in? No, it, it's the truth. It was the bank basement. Yeah. And I, the same place that they held my grandmother's uh, after <laughs> funeral <laughs> after party. Yeah. So, like, we're, like, there getting set up. There's no one there, of course, because it's an Iowa small town show. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of a sudden out of the blue, Luke's like, I think this is where my grandma's funeral party was. Yeah. And I was. It was. And, uh, you know, it's not the room for comedy. No. It's... Well, no, you just uh, got well, all that de- that funeral energy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and also it's where they had, it's where they held weddings and stuff. Yeah. So it's yeah. pastel, big, empty room with flower floral things on the wall and it's rooms so, have memories yeah. and feels man you can't escape that no no it's Unless so funny <laughs> it's so funny how uh uh like you know we've done a lot of stuff i've gone around i've seen some things. oh yeah i've, I've, I've done in, stuff i've slept in dumpsters got high with kings uh <laughs> but i think of that shows when i think of the road doing the road that night always comes into my head because of that and then mm-hmm. another really funny thing that happened then was that was in my snus days. <laughs> what I would be, I thought it was fun to do snus. Uh, you, listeners, yeah. you don't remember oh, snus? It's like uh, tobacco pouches, kind of. And in the middle, pouches. In the middle of one of my jokes, I had a snus in during my set. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and it fell out, and this little boy that was in the front row, because of course there was a child there. This little boy goes, your tooth fell out. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I was there and I don't remember that happening, but I remember <laughs> you saying that happened. It was so funny. I, and think... I remember that same little boy saying that my set was a boner killer. Yes, he <laughs> and he kept, huh. he wanted to open and he, he, he said a lot of let him. super racist things. <laughs> and he was also like an adopted child. So it's like, uh, this is a memory he's going to really want to regret. <laughs> he's going to regret saying these things. Uh, boy, but he a... was great in the cast of SNL this year. He I really fantastic. He... He's, he's an actor. And, you know, he does good songs, too. Uh, Goddamn. Now, okay, so when um, were you, did you do any other, like, big things? I mean, you, we don't have to go through your whole high school repertoire, but did you do any other starring roles or anything? Well, I did a little stand-up in high school. Oh, that's right, because you were good. I know I I, and it was mostly repurposing because, you know, a lot of standups when they really first start out, they're just mimicking other. Yes. It's kind of just doing my version of Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. In a small. What's the deal with that? (laughs) What is the deal with? uh, What's the deal? Yeah. Uh, What's the deal with Jessica getting fingered at the Pizza Hut? I'm just trying to enjoy my twisted crust and my bazone, and she's over here having a big orgasm. And, uh, and I got into George Carlin at that time, so it was oh, yeah. really weird. Really not not the place uh, to do stand. And I would do I would MC Bill Riley talent shows, mm. uh, <laughs> little local ones that See, would. Come I don't through. get yeah. that. So, what is that? So they could, Dude, wait, he so used they to could, do like uh, the big talent show at the state fair every year yeah these would be the regionals so they could uh move on to the big yeah so just a bunch of people doing elvis impressions yeah that's not a reference that i ever had that that thing you said bill who's Uh a bill riley but i remember when you started doing stand-up in des moines 
somebody said that and a, everyone was like, oh, like you know, that no. was a cool thing with like <laughs> the Des Moines Mikers was that the, that you had done that. And I didn't know the reference. And so I was just like, OK, I was fucking believe it. You're not a that state it's a cool fair thing. kid, Patrick. Never, man. I was I went to the state fair one time. I don't remember a damn thing about it um, because we, we were Omaha. We had everything was from Nebraska, so we didn't really mm-hmm. fucking deal with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's it. And then so how long you, did you do you stuff go then? drive to Iowa, see some oink oink and some moo moos? Yeah. <laughs> Chick- chickens. Bark, bark. <laughs> I know all the sounds. I. <laughs> Now, Luke. Luke, favorite animal. Favorite animal, go. Oh, Lord. Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, okay. nice. 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 Love Dude. a good, noble squirrel. Yeah. I love, well, I just, I love that they freak out all the time and, yeah. and yeah. they're, yeah, they're never happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they just could never find peace. Sure. They're very, yeah. You <laughs> have a lot of, you, you, you identify with a squirrel. Yeah. Now, Squirrels, Luke. never at peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, squirrels, you know what? Let the squirrels work from home. Maybe they'll do a lot better. You know? <laughs> uh, golly, golly, golly. Uh, now, uh, okay, so uh, this is very fun because we know you well enough that I really could go through your whole biography. We don't, you but, really- I, but I didn't do stand up at, at high school very long. I mean, maybe like a year, I would do yeah. little shows. That's a pretty like long that. set. I didn't know you had that much time. <laughs> it was Buddy, real performance to, art. Real Chappelle over here. Uh, now, okay, so then after that, you gar- you graduated. Now, you moved to Lincoln. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I worked. I uh, After graduation, I kind of did mm-hmm. some kind of just working. I worked in factories. I worked, you know. Uh, yeah, you're like a blue-collar guy, too. Yeah, you had, I, you had, I really had. Not in a negative for, way, but, kind, like, yeah, you worked, like, man jobs. What kind of factories? I well, I worked at a place called Bunomatic. We made coffee pots. Oh, sure. Oh, not what I would have figured with uh, with the name Bunomatic. Yeah, you make <laughs> fake asses or something. Yeah, or like pastry machines. Oh, sure, pastries. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, did have one job I had there was uh, any uh, commercial coffee pots that would come back that would be defective. We had to dispose of, oh, so cool. I got to just Ooh. throw coffee pots into a big giant dumpster, like a big giant truck. People. Pay to do that shit. That's now. so funny. Yeah. I love that your the next... rage rooms. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that what that is. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah where you go destroy a toilet with a sledgehammer or whatever. That was but, the, but that was my job. <laughs> I, but you got fired there, didn't you? Uh, came back uh, and you busted for pot. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of pot bust. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, there it there is. is. I got fired I... from my job at the coffee machine <laughs> place because I got in the pot bus. You can't say coffee pot place because the punchline has pot in it. Yeah, right? Well, it's a trap. Well, I got pot in me, so yeah. that's why the joke's not firing off. The, I do like the idea of you going to your next job. Like, that's your first job out of high school or whatever. Uh-huh. You go to right. your next job and you're like, um, oh, they're like taking you through on your first day orientation and you're like, um, okay, cool. Now, where's that room where we go destroy a bunch of shit? <laughs> I, I'm still paying for a lot of them for damages for a lot of those places. <laughs> yeah. I just, no filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I was, yeah. I, no, I was, I was a lost soul. I didn't. I thought I was going to be a songwriter. I thought I was going to be the next. Yeah. Uh, Tom Petty. A popper, a poet, a. <laughs> 
so, uh, the Midnight Joker. Yeah, uh, right. Maurice. And, and and I so I would do you know I would work my crappy factory day job uh, in the day, and then I would go to open my little bars and coffee houses at night. Yeah, and play a horrible version of some eagle song and then try to you ever uh, you ever weird out that just like fucking flash dance man it's beautiful yeah well i would i would how i knew i wanted to kind of get back or to do stand-up is i would be more funny at the music open mics than i would be a good musician sure oh sure yeah and but it took but i didn't know what i was doing and i didn't really have the passion in playing music live and so i wandered around i ended up in lincoln doing the same kind of jobs just kind of i feel like i I, it really was a a waste of time in (laughs) my early 20s yeah bud i get it just trying to just kind of whittling down okay this is not for me this is not for me like springsteen didn't work in a factory to write about factories man yeah you know he skipped he was smart skipped that step went straight into being the boss Mm -hmm. right Luke, did you ever consider when you were in that period? Did you ever consider having super rich parents? <laughs> I thought about because that would have really helped your oh, art man. career, dude. There are a lot of those, a lot more yeah. than you think. I just listened to W uh, a WTF uh, with Mark Marin, his podcast, and uh, he had Jodie Foster on, and I was like, "Oh, this will be oh, really yeah. interesting." And yeah, like, yeah, her parents are loaded, right? The Foster parents. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, 10 minutes in, she mentions that her son does stand-up. And I was just like, I'm out. I can't fucking do it. Of course. Yeah. At least fucking, at least all Kevin Bacon's son did was bartend a place that does stand-up. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Where? He worked it over the eight. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. Think of of how many times that my uh, stand-up... life i tried to make tay in the wind a good punchline to something (laughs) jody foster's son could actually make that work oh man you sue (laughs) i he doesn't have a punchline like uh i think billy joel really did start the fire i could do this is the thing that like because luke you're out you're gone you disappeared you ran back to iowa to you know sow your oats uh i don't know you know find your way whatever the fuck i live out here amongst the trees yeah you have your life and so now it's that thing where your stand when you stopped doing stand-up it's kind of a genius move i honestly say it like (laughs) it's the only it's so much better than dying because had you died then when we remembered your stand-up, it would be very sad. It would be better, but it would be sad. It would right. be better, meaning like we would remember it as if it was better. But now that you're, since you're still alive, but you just decided to stop, we still, like when Gideon or me or Ray or any of the Iowa people, we talk about your stand-up days, we talk about you like you're fucking, because you were, you were so good. You were the funniest of all of them. And like, I bet I could do a half-hour set of your material and it would crush. Well, you're the I don't I I can bear I've been trying to look at old through old notebooks and old computer files with all my old jokes on it and just trying to trying to see if I can rewrite them, (laughs) you know, just something to do a creative exercise. And it's amazing how much I forgot. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine. So like in the in the last year, Luke, uh, the three of us, we've all done about the same amount of sense. Uh, right. Yeah. So like I can't uh, if somebody asked me tomorrow to do an hour somewhere, 
Like, I don't fucking know my own jokes, you know? Yeah. Do you, are you keeping writing, though? Are you building up a sort of arsenal? And are you doing Zoom shows? I got a year uh, of Twitter tweets. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, I Some Zoom stuff, some outdoor stuff, but nothing like substantial or that feels like working, feels like the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been writing or anything like that, but I've been writing I'll like... Write when, I'll write when mics are back, you know? Yeah. Well, it's hard because you're just inside of that. You don't really, you're not out Mm -hmm. kind of experiencing anything. Yeah. Like all my jokes. Yeah, exactly. All my jokes would be about being depressed, (laughs) like sad. (laughs) So you do remember my act. (laughs) (laughs) I love one of my favorite jokes of yours. For Okay. So, first off, listeners, you get everybody doesn't know. So, you then go to Lincoln. Then at some point, you come back, you come to Des Moines. How'd you get to Des Moines? Uh, by car. I eighty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted. I I didn't want to go back to small town life. I wanted to be in in a city, and I've only, at that point I only knew the Midwest, mm-hmm. and but I wanted to be closer to my family, so I just I moved to Des Moines, and in the repetition, start you know factory job, uh, writing my songs at night. What was the factory in Des Moines making? It was, I think I might have worked. No, it was Pioneer. Pioneer. Oh, wow. Oh, all right. Sounds real. Uh, And I don't, it was awful. And I don't even remember what I did there, but it was, it's actually not far from my house. So I have to drive by that dreaded place. Oh, that's weird. Uh. But, uh, and so, and then I uh, am kind of just floundering, just kind of doing the same thing. I'm about, how old was I back then? (laughs) It was 30. 10 I'm 33 years ago. now. So 23, baby. 23. And uh, my my friend, uh, Sheena, my friend since we were five years old, said, you know what? There's this open mic at uh, the House of Bricks that I think you should oh. do. I think you're funny. Yeah. And I said, okay. All right, Sheena. Uh, and I don't even remember any of the jokes I did. I, I put some sort of set together and went down there and... Uh, that's the night. I I don't know that I met you then, Patrick. No, I don't think so. You might I, have been there. I know I'm. I'm, I'm pulling away. Think, There's a song called Sheena by I think the Bouncing Souls, maybe. And so that's all oh. I'm thinking about now. Uh, I was thinking about the Ramones. Sheena uh, is a bug yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. I I don't remember meeting you there, but it is very especially because this was probably right when I started. So because mm-hmm. we all started the three of us and like. Uh, well, Gideon had been in town a little bit, but we all kind of started around the same time. And I was probably in the bar area hammered trying to make people like me in a very <laughs> offensive, horrible way, like annoying way. Um, so like if you were a new Shirtless. comic, I might not have even seen you. Oh, yeah. My shirt wasn't on. Uh, but I, I remember meeting you at People's, that yes. bar, mm-hmm. and which was probably a week later, maybe or something. It wasn't long after. It was, yeah. and I remember that night too. I, but I think Brandon, I think you were the first person I met. May oh, I couldn't be wrong. It might have been Costanzo. Nick Costanzo, yeah. Recipes. Yeah. Um, he lives with me. Do you want me to go get? Him? <laughs> he comes in. <laughs> He's still twenty-one years older. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> still has a black eye. No. I. I just remember still has just, that cast. I think what if the the way my brain tells the story is. You had done House of Bricks and people thought you were really, really funny. And then you came to People's the next couple, which in Des Moines, we only had a few open mics a week. Right. Like not even a few. We had like two. And so you came to People's 
And P- I remember comics being like, oh, this guy's really funny. And I literally thought you were a working comic because you had such a you had such Listen, a thing. I didn't know that, though. I didn't know people yeah. were saying this, saying that. Well, I, th- this I, is literally just like when I think I think it was probably like maybe Reem being like, oh, this guy's really funny because he saw you two nights ago at House of Bricks. And I yeah. interpreted it as, oh, this is a person that we all know that that's known in comedy. And so I thought you were like featuring at the Funny Bone or something. It's just so funny. Out. How well, Reem easily... was my agent at the time. So <laughs> that's that right. I was. Be... I was. But yeah. it, it's so funny how in that time period, your brain would label somebody as like a legit comic. And then you're like, oh, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> I, thought, you know? I, I say it all the time. I thought Wes Kozad, who's a great friend of ours, I thought he was fucking like on his way because he wore a button up shirt and a tie to open mics. And then I found out it was just because he worked at the fucking grocery store. <laughs> he was coming from like the grocery store, and he had, that was his uh, dolls. That, Rest in peace. That was sort of all of us, though. Yeah. We all yeah. we all were these. We I think we all thought we were these mysterious forces coming yeah. together. And, and now it seems it seems like one of those Samurai one of six. Those, what? Oh yeah, the six. We were the the six is what we call it. seven. Oh. Seven, you idiot. Seven samurai seven. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, Costanzo died. So yeah, he's we... dead. Rip. We, but it, now it seems like a mythological time. I mean, granted, just to us, but yeah, it, it, that's what I'm trying to kind of. Since I'm in the house all the time, not really doing anything, I'm trying to write about those days. I'm trying yeah. to remember them, but not through uh, my nostalgia of it, but w- what they were really like. Yeah, and that's that's been really challenging. I yeah I agree that's a very because even when we think about them like we've had over the last couple of months we just had um a couple of weeks ago we had John Ivy on I listened we've had, to John yeah yep. and we had Dan nice. Umthen on a while back and 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 we've Lebedo. had Colin Labeda and was Labeda on I didn't yep, know that yeah. Labeda was on very recently very good one um but like we it's like what you were saying I romanticize that so much oh yeah and mm-hmm. in a way that is I mean. I, I've been doing, stand, like, technically, we've been doing stand-up for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And the two years I spent in Des Moines, I think about way more. Like, I don't remember a fucking thing that happened yeah. between 2015 and 2017. Yeah. No memory. Yeah. But then, like, the two years in Des Moines, I could, like, write a, I could write a, bio, like, a journal entry for what I did at every mic, you know, because I just remember that stuff. You're you so had wrong. You, you had all your set. I still do, yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I was in Des Moines forever, yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like way longer than you doing stand yeah. yeah. I was there for three years. Yeah, it's but I remember. I remember clearly both of your your house room and your apartment, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I could yeah. probably go there today and, and know where everything yeah. was. Yeah, but then cool. I don't remember what my last apartment looked like. <laughs> yeah, right. You also never. We always joked. I don't know if you knew that. We always joked that you didn't have a place. Oh yeah, we'd no. We drop I... <laughs> you off, but we never went into your place. We're like, he lives like under a hill somewhere. If I could get real uh, romanticizing, yeah, do here, it though. It felt like like we were on to something. Like we all just figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. like what we want to do at least for that moment. And then like another thing that really compounded it for me that. Uh, was the dueling uh, WTF ripoff podcasts that were going on <laughs> yeah. for the first, like, like you did a fucking Tolstoy made shoes. Tolstoy made shoes, that's right. Your first season, you basically interviewed 
all of the Des Moines comics like your fucking Mark Marin. Yeah. And at the same time, Eddie Rhodes did the exact same thing with Giant yeah. Rant's attack. So like me you know, I'm just starting and then I'm listening to a podcast about like it was Alex I wish it wasn't life. I wish so I wish it wasn't as calculated as it kind of feels, but it it was calculated, not the Eddie thing. Eddie doesn't really factor in. He was doing this show where you would rant, and I thought rants were dumb, so I never, like, I didn't like that angry comedy and stuff. So I thought what he was doing was good, but I was I didn't think that's what I was doing. But I did, one of the funniest I've ever been was we did a podcast together where I just pretended to be a cocky asshole the whole time, and I just shit on him the whole time. And he's oh, like, yeah. He's being very honest and nice and earnest. And I'm being like, okay, yeah, you got a fucking mic. I get it. Yeah, you can podcast too. Everybody can podcast. And he's like, well, mine started before yours. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, you heard I was starting a podcast. You got to hurry up and get under the wire. And, and it was, it's probably lost to the world. But I was like, that was one of the funniest things I've ever done. Uh, but w- the reason I did that was because I had no idea how to make friends. Because all my friends yeah. were my friends from fr- my mm-hmm. first day at kindergarten. And so... If I sat down, you go to op- you go do op- look at New York how it is was here. I am friends with a million comedians, but yeah. I don't know shit about half of them. But when yeah. we were in Des Moines and there was twenty comedians, after having all twenty of them on my podcast, I knew them all, and they all knew me, and that made everything way easier. <laughs> and then yeah, you guys well, can listen, and then you guys know them, and that makes it way easier. It was so, easier to be a freak here, and yeah, that was a yeah. good thing. And there was no rules. Like this gets talked about a lot when people talk about comedy, but like when you start in a scene like a Des Moines, none of us were trying to get Letterman. None of us were trying to get on Comedy Central. Uh, And so, like, in a that that comes in a very negative way too, because it there's no force. Nothing was forcing you to grow, except Mm -hmm. except for yourself and your friends pushing you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we all came in in that era when when. Like, I would say, like, from about whenever, I don't know fucking when Gideon moved there. Like, he moved there, like, the summer before or whatever. But I feel like from Reem starting, then me, then you, Luke, then uh, John Eide starting right after that, Ryan Solomon starting soon after, Derek, Tommy. Mm-hmm. We all had this thing being pushed by Alex and Toll and those guys ahead of us who were laying, they were laying groundwork for the scene. But then we okay. kind of just got to take advantage of the groundwork. And you could have... Like when we would go do shows, like I think about this a lot. Like when we would go do shows, like on the road or whatever, money earned in Mount Vernon or something. <laughs> you're very different than Luke, whose stand up was very different than Gideon, whose stand up was very different than mine, me. And that was brilliant. You know, we yeah. that's what made them such great shows is that they yeah. weren't going to see the same act for two hours. You know, they yeah. they were getting a little taste of everything. When that's my favorite thing about you could really extend that over a lot of uh, Des Moines, too, considering it was uh, it uh, considering it was all straight uh, for the most part, straight white dudes. Yeah. Uh, the variety uh, was. Uh, yeah. There, yeah. Like, I just feel very lucky that we weren't all that there wasn't 15 Bill Burr's. It wasn't that there was one or two people acting like wanting to be Bill Burr, but right. there was the one or two people acting like Bill Burr, one or two people acting like Kyle Kinane, one or two people acting like Rory Skull. Like we, we were, yeah. maybe we weren't all original, but we were at least all kind of doing something different that different comedy styles Yes, and yeah. building those skills and also gravitating the way that we all became friends that helped a lot because like 
in 2017 or whatever, when get or 2018, when Gideon and I went on the road with James Doyle, we're doing hours every night, you know, or like I'm doing an hour, Gideon's doing 30 minutes, vice versa. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're just two white guys who grew up in Iowa who are married, but we're doing two completely different things on stage. It's not, it, it's repetitive if you're looking at two white guys from Iowa, but the, our, right. our acts are totally different. And I think that's, that all came out of this Des Moines scene where it was just try to get funny and try to, you know, build and grow. And, mm-hmm. and also we all had that thing in us where like, and Luke, you had it from getting out of your small town. That was my same thing. Small town. I don't know mm-hmm. what pushed pushed Reem, but like we wanted Something to leave. Something pushed me back though. <laughs> well, yeah, but also that's part of, that was part of the journey though. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting. We all knew we didn't want to stay in that same spot. And mm-hmm. you knew, uh, I, 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 so we've never really had this conversation, but so you moved to New York and then you, mm-hmm. at some point you, you moved back, which mm-hmm. is at the time when I'm four years into comedy or five years into comedy and I'm losing one of my best friends and I'm trying to deal with it. It was a very sad thing, which I took it in as a very sad thing. And also I'm proud of you, happy, whatever, but sad. Mm-hmm. But whatever. looking back on that, I know a million comedians who didn't do that, who didn't do what was best for their mental health, who didn't do what was best for their yeah. soul and heart, and who just turned into these black holes in New York. And the, some of them were still here when the pandemic started. Like, the, uh, like now I, I commend that. I think that's such a respectful thing that you figured it out, made a decision, a grown-up decision, and mm-hmm. fixed stuff and changed. And I think that, and then, and because then afterwards, seeing all the other acts you've done, it's not like you had... You moved back and then your life became exactly what it was before you moved to New York. Right. You took steps and you were changing. You're, you're constantly changing. And that is a good thing to learn and to see happen with a friend of yours. Cause you're like, Oh, so if I fail in New York, that's not the end. And that's a good thing to see. No, it's not. I, the end. If I don't make it in New York, I guess is more the thing. And I guess I, I don't have any regrets. I I'm glad I had the, the experience of six months in New York. Yeah. And which is the name of my new screenplay that I'm writing? Winona Ryder and Richard Gere, they're back. (laughs) They're back. Uh, And so is Beetlejuice. Ah, Uh, Don't say it two more times. (laughs) But uh, I I saw myself going towards that sort of black hole existence if I stayed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because whatever had motivated me through music, uh, through getting into comedy, through all of my sort of creative paths that i was taking mm-hmm. something was missing yeah and i was just sort of going through the motions and i was uh it was a bit of a rum spring up for me sexually yeah uh and uh so that that was good i have no regrets there um but but i could see myself if i stayed there becoming more bitter and becoming more stagnant and yeah. stalling creatively uh, so I had to come back to where, you know, I'm in a comfortable place now. I have a, a wonderful house. I'm in a nice uh, neighborhood. There's you work a, from a, there? What? Yeah. You work from home. Yeah, and I work, work from there. From home. So I get to make my own hours. There's a lovely uh, Zen Buddhist monastery oh, a nice. few blocks over. So it's just, it's a very peaceful, ex- for me personally, it's not yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so through that, through that, I guess you could, I mean, through the failure of quote unquote, making it in New York yeah. standup, uh, I released two albums. Yeah. I started uh, writing a lot of poetry. I'm working on short stories. I'm, I've kind of narrowed it down to 
the thread of through all of my creative endeavors has been writing. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of just narrowed it down. Oh, I just love sitting at a computer and writing a story. That makes yeah. me feel the same way uh, it did when I first got a laugh on stage. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's I love that. I love, and I I know I've harped on this. Reem, you've heard it too. I know you've heard his albums. Uh, and what if you never if you never put out another song? I I don't think that taints this at all. I think those two albums that we put out through Jackknife Records are brilliant and not even like as your friend as a person who likes singer songwriters and as especially somebody who likes lyrics which it goes back to your writing thing i like there was a time where like i the your second one yeah your second album uh, uh i just realized you said they're brilliant and i went mm-hmm, that's well, no. real i think that's great <laughs> i think you should act like that but uh your second one not from around here uh, when you, when I first got the tracks, I was like, ah, okay, cool. I, I like that first one, whatever. And then mm-hmm. I got to the point where like, that was like one of my favorite albums of that year. And it, it, at some point it divorced itself from this is my friend Luke's music. Like this is my friend Luke's CD to this is a, a, a musician I like a lot. And then oh, I listen to a lot. You. And that, that's, I, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And so that's why with you, with I felt that way about your standup. I feel that way with your music. So like, whatever, if you swing for it, I'll probably be into it because you put out stuff that I'm interested in. You know, Reem's not a fan. He has a lot of notes for most of the stuff. He likes metal and not, double bass yeah. and stuff. And exactly. we're still a very bitter and contentious divorce between yeah. Reem and I. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, just waiting for the falsettos to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, but I had to it. A lot. I had to kind of stop obsessing about. Well, what am I? Am I stand up? Am I a musician? Am I a right? I obsessed about it to the point where I wasn't able to function. Yeah. And I finally just had to say, I'm just I'm Lucas, and yeah. I like doing all of these things. So yeah. that's and that's very getting to that place as a creative person is very important. And mm-hmm. um, I wish I was more like that in a lot of ways. Uh, having this podcast has really helped me a lot with, uh, uh, like we talk about it a lot, Reem, about how like we're, we don't think we're going to be Marin overnight. Like we don't think we're going to all of a sudden start getting millions of downloads, but we no, get we're not good even Im- marinating. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, you don't need to unlock the gates. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. but, but we have our listeners. We have a good listenership Crack of people window. that care about us. <laughs> <laughs> Lock the gate, but. Crack the window. Yeah, yeah, Lock yeah. Lock the gates. We don't even keep those fuckers. Uh, pow, I just pissed my pants. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, but, like, that's the thing. Like, I I have, and I don't know. This is something that, like, maybe I, I, I've never figured out a way to think about that I'm trying to think of now uh-huh. uh, through my own thoughts, not having conversations with professionals or anything. But I had such an, I have, my relationship with stand-up comedy is so unhealthy but when you're doing stand-up comedy every night, it is extremely, uh, maybe not healthy, but it's it feeds itself so that all the unhealthy yeah. stuff. So then when you took stand-up away for a year, all that was left was the unhealthy parts. And you're like, oh, my God. So, like, I hit that black hole that you were worried about hitting when you were in New York. It was right. forced upon me. It and was then an outside force. You, yeah. you, it wasn't with it. You know, it was things that were out of your control. Yeah. And I think as and knowing you both of you as, mm-hmm. as stand-ups, you're always pushing yourself to to 
get better and to think differently about how you do it. You guys are both very conscious of of what you're, how you're growing. And so I imagine to put a halt like it with like the pandemic has been, yeah, it's easy with that. And now Luke, you're doing a different type of growing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Luke, you don't know this. Reem still does stand up all day. He goes to these indoor shows. He says the masks don't help, and it doesn't matter. He doesn't believe it. He says the flu kills five hundred people a year. It does. I'm uh, not gonna let some China virus run my life. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, uh, Was that the show you did inside the Capitol building a few yeah. weeks ago? Oh, him and yes. his buddies. Oh boy. Well, I don't really do comedy now. I just lead prayers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh amen i've been brandon ream i'll continue to being brandon ream i uh, <laughs> you look good in a beaver pelt in a maga hat yeah, yeah, yeah. i oh, don't yeah. that we i really make sure to like don't know nostalgic front stickers don't hand out the stickers at these events you know <laughs> different audience keep it your left brain right brain uh <laughs> God damn. Now, okay, so uh, that's fun. We had a little fun. Uh, oh, shit. Know? It's a uh, Q-stalgic front. <laughs> that's, that's uh, I don't know. Luke, what was the, do you remember? We're going to go back to the nostalgic front for a minute. Do you remember uh, mm. you, the first movie you ever saw in the theater? Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. What was it? Uh, it was Beethoven. I think it was the first Beethoven. Nice. Charles nice. Roden. Yes. Cultured. And mm-hmm. who else? Cultured. Um, he just says you're cultured, yeah. <laughs> yes. It, uh, I forgot. There is a Beethoven. That's not the dog, is there? Yeah, yeah right. Not in my um, book. Uh-uh. I don't recognize that other one. It's like Airbud could play basketball, but fucking Beethoven could play piano. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I remember it was in our little uh, one-screen small-town movie theater, and I was terrified. Oh, wow. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought something was going to... Yeah, and you watched Cujo the night before. You kept thinking the fucking train was going to drive through the theater. And all I I don't remember, I haven't seen the movie probably since. uh, But all I remember is a lady sitting next to us afterwards with a very raspy cigarette. She wasn't from Brooklyn, but she had that raspy voice. And she goes, she leans over to me and goes, Now, see, that wasn't so bad, was it? (laughs) Uh, And that's my first movie theater. There's uh, that reminded me so much. Luke, have you seen on Netflix Jack, uh, John Mulaney's Sack Lunch Bunch? Yes, I love it. Okay, that reminded me of this sketch where they're doing the the focus group with the children, and <laughs> the little kids like, uh, they're like, "No, who do you think did the voice of the hippopotamus?" And the little kid goes, "Mandy Patankin." <laughs> when I came back from the bathroom, I turned. When I saw that happen, I turned to the man next to me and I said, "That's our Mandy." And John Mulaney's like, "Okay, you were sitting next to a stranger," and he goes, "Yes, I lost my seat when I went to the bathroom, and I ended up sitting next to a stranger." And I also like anytime you could put Richard Kind with a child, oh, it's uh, comedy gold. Fantastic! <laughs> That's one of my favorite things of all time. Uh, goddamn. Uh, Okay, so do you remember the first concert you ever went to? Let's see. Well, I a concert as in a professional famous yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, no no union. Yeah, I'm not talking union. the middle school did a star, no, no, I mean, Stars and Stripes Forever. I, did, I, I, don't, I don't really remember this, but when I was a little kid, uh, Patty Loveless, the country oh, singer, yeah, yeah, came yeah. to the oh, state yeah, fair. Yeah. 
and it was i think it was a free show it was before she was really famous and my parents said i went on the stage and danced with her oh whoa i was really little, maybe three or four Oh, that's but awesome. I think the first concert was probably uh, Cher's farewell tour, which I know it's very stereotypically gay. Yeah. Uh, but I just I went because uh, they had an extra ticket. It w- it wasn't for gay reasons. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Plus, who, it's always who had an extra ticket? <laughs> who had an extra ticket? All of my gay friends. <laughs> right. Plus, it's a great memory to have, you know. So it was. It when was you a good do show. want to turn back time. I you can, you can. The uh, uh, I I had a tweet once that was like uh, you did. I it, he did. I remember I, it, it was Patty Loveless's agent or manager trying to convince her to change her last name to Loveless, and her being <laughs> like, "But like, why, why, but why?" And he's like, "Well, you know, because like you'll never find love, and you're like a you know like a real ago, and nobody's ever gonna you know believe in you." And she's like, "What? Wait, what?" And then also I have a tweet that's I choked Patty Loveless, which I think is an Alinda Loveless joke. Who was oh, murdered in the seventies? I thought that was your phone, you know. I thought you had like a a novel of your Patty Loveless. <laughs> yeah, in my glossary, my this is a this is an iPad full of just my my jokes by uh, gl- by by topic. Uh, just what you, babe, you where's my Loveless book? book. Daisy, bring me that book full of uh, Patty Loveless bits I got <laughs> from my hour. Uh, Pat- Patty on Patty. <laughs> That's what it's called. Uh, Patty uh. Loveless. One of my favorite things, Luke, that uh, I think we invented this. I don't know how the time matches up. Let's say we do. Yeah. You, Reem, you remember, uh, you know, Rick Rolling? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There was a... There when, yeah. He wrote you, Big Mouth, right? Nick Kroll? Okay. I hate you. <laughs> When I when I you send somebody the clip of that song, never uh-huh. gonna give you up. It's called Ray Girl. Mm-hmm. We used to when Luke and I lived together in Brooklyn. Uh, we used to do that with uh, Mary Chip. What Christmas. you're gonna say? Saturday night and the mood is out. I gotta head on over to the twist and check. I've thought about sending you that Mary Chapin Garber song, but then I think, well, does, would he even remember all the time? I think I same thing. I almost do it all the time. It's so funny. And I'll do it like, uh, so what we would do is I'd be like, oh my God, oh, holy shit. Nick Costanza was doing stand up again. He posted a video. And Luke would be like, what, really? And then press play, and it's... What the way is that in the movie? Gonna head on over to the Twister show. Very funny. Gonna get you beaming a cage beat. I had a name for it At some point, I had a name for Chapin Carpenter or something. Yeah, yeah, we had a term for it. The other funniest thing we would do is you'd be like, oh, no. Brandon Reed just tweeted something. He said he's so dumb. I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be. I, this is this was a bit I would do to Luke. Is I in the middle of the night, I'd just be like, "Oh no, Luke, Reem Reem just tweeted this. He just tweeted that he's so <laughs> ugly when he was a kid. His parents would tie a stake to him to get the dog to play with him." And this is when you guys uh, shared a room. On a floor? Yeah. yeah, we we had a two beds. Or no, we didn't either of us had a bed. Well, yeah, two we, mattresses we a, on a floor. Down the center of the room. Yeah, we had a and line down the I bought I bought a child's mattress because it's all I could carry up to the, the apartment. And then and when you had, moved, I slept on that child mattress for maybe three years or something. 
And then you had a god that I you had a god <laughs> that was broken at the end. So you were always in this yeah. position. Yeah. Imagine it. Imagine, if you will, a cot that has that like the left side's broken. It's the Titanic and it's already under the ocean. And uh, Reem, I would Reem, imagine going to sleep on stirrups every night. <laughs> it was so fucking fucked up. Uh and and then I'll tell you. So as a joke, because we were going to share this room in Brooklyn, I put that tape down the center of the bedroom and (laughs) then Luke's like, yeah, yeah, because I thought it was fucking funny. And then like whatever, six months later, when Luke moves back to Iowa, I just have this sad moment where my friend's gone and I got to peel that tape up off the floor (laughs) because I'm like, well, who knows what the future holds? (laughs) Oh, what a, that was a fun apartment, like though. You know, it was just... Yeah. I was the there. Bedroom. Yeah, you did come once, Reem. I remember that now. Uh-huh. Abby it was a good time. Jack. Yeah, that was a... I, I liked that apartment. I, we it's took not, the ferry. We made a uh, music video. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, uh, Handle with Care. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. Handle um, with Karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still on YouTube. It is. It's yeah, you, you crushed the Roy Orbison part. Yeah, you got a good Roy yeah, Orbison. I can't do it anymore. What happened? The falsetto's gone. Oh, I think I got sued by the Orbison family. <laughs> I'm in litigation. Is that true? The falsetto? Can you do Neil Young still? Mm, I don't. I haven't tried Can Neil you Young. Do Neil old. <laughs> it's oh. more Neil middle aged at this point. I I've quit smoking, so I, I'm I'm trying to I'm ah. trying to get the trying to get the voice back. That's cool. If I had my druthers, Good and call. by that I mean a lot of money, uh, I would buy. A studio. I would get you studio equipment so you could just record songs whenever you wanted and just send sure. them to me. Well, I did. I just bought some recording, just some kind of not kind of low. I don't want to say low end, but just some yeah. more simpler kind of home recording uh, equipment. And so that'll at least get me some demos and stuff yeah. that I can put together. That's cool. Now, uh, Luke or Reem, did you have any questions for Luke? We're not done yet. I just feel like I've done a lot of the talk, and then I get tired of that. Oh, I just kind of join in. And like, I know, but I'm loud. I, I always hope that you lead. I like. Uh, well, if we're if we're gonna I, be nostalgic about the comic, I'm sorry, Reem. What? Oh, we're if we're gonna be nostalgic about comedy. Uh, do you still ever do like Danny shenanigans? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Dave with David shenanigans. Damn David it! Shenanigans. Damn it! Damn. Before the damn show, it, damn it! Damn it! We were trying to figure it out. We're like, what if he comes on and instead of being Luke, he's like, Ah, it's me, Danny shenanigans. I can't Ooga. find the laughers. I don't know. Woo! I them off years ago. That's so funny. Um, I remember you retired it. I remember that was a big deal. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, at, I remember a hundred percent because I don't think I was. Maybe I was there, but I think after the mic. You said you were retiring it, and I remember being like, "This motherfucker's got I so many good times. bits." Yes. Oh. <laughs> no, Here's I just remember, thing. I just, I just remember being like, "He's got so much good comedy that he can stop doing one of his things and still be fine." And I have nothing in this business. David Shenanigans was was kind of a it first thought so effort. Funny. <laughs> it was so funny. It was, it was Charles Nelson Wright. Yeah, but nobody knew that, so it was so original. <laughs> But I want to bring up a day that I remember yeah. very well in stand-up that I think it was so much fun in the busiest day of our lives. Yeah. Um, it was, they were doing 48-hour film festival. Oh, yeah. Which I had never done. Uh, you were hosting the podcast with, I think, 
Colin Ryan. Oh yeah. Colin and then Ryan. There was, the remember name. Colin? Yeah, Irish. Yeah, yeah. He won one of the festivals. Yeah. In our first year, so it was like, well, he's the guy. Yeah, uh, and, Mick Bastard. And, uh, and uh, he was doing a show on House of Bricks that night, and then we were filming the last scene of the the film the, that we were in. Yeah. And we did all of that. I first of all, I didn't know about Forty Eight Hour Film Festival. Yeah. I just got a text from you maybe that day saying, yeah, "Hey, yeah, you yeah. want to be in a movie?" And so we go. And this was the first time I think maybe I met Casey, who is the Very possible the host from... of my, our podcast now yeah. and a dear friend. And Scott, I knew Scott, Scott from the open mic comedy, yeah. And so we went there, and we were big. We were two prisoners in, in mm-hmm. this short film. Yeah, and we learned our lines impossibly quickly yeah and shot all day then went to do the podcast and for, for whatever reason i was co-hosting so you that. were co-host because john was out of town or i think john was out of town and he couldn't do it and that was when john was rap the show host. yeah john was off <laughs> john was off uh fucking beatboxing somewhere and so i uh, so you co-hosted with me and uh-huh. then and we were like it's so funny to think back now because like that was like an, a normal Tuesday in New York. Now you're like, I'm going to do a podcast and then I got to go do a set and then I got to go do yeah. this and I got to do that. But like back then we didn't have that experience. So we yeah. filmed all day, which I got to say that's still on YouTube somewhere. I think that, so. I was really on. I didn't like my acting in it. And so that always clouded it because the first year I did 48 hour with those guys, I had I feel like my acting was pretty good. And in this one, I didn't think I did a good job. It's- it's incredibly the difficult, though. It's but, incredibly difficult to to get to the level you act, want right? when it's that. Yeah. Yeah. The coolest thing was the way Scott did those sets. It was a prison mm-hmm. sketch. And you would think we were in a jail. Like, it looked mm-hmm. so real. And it was, yeah. like, literally, like, PVC pipey spray-painted gray in his garage. And then there was only one cell, but it looked like there was two. It was mag- uh-huh. It was movie magic. It that, was, yeah. I don't know if I've, I've probably never even told them that I probably would have left Des Moines a year early if I wouldn't have met those guys and saw them making that movie stuff because I was like, oh, well, this is worth staying for another year to get to know was, these guys and stuff. It was an education. Yeah. Learning so much stuff. Um, but yeah, that and then at night, because your character was getting out of jail and was like singing songs. Uh-huh. So you get to go up on stage at House of Bricks. After the Ryan show yeah. and I get to do no work yeah. and get the highest standing ovation applause it's so funny when you see it because oh. it was a movie and everyone yeah. was told it, and it was the greatest <laughs> yeah that ruled that was really and you've yeah. gone on to make more of those with those guys yes um because yeah. there's one oh. you did with tommy where you're like writing a folk song oh and tommy the Morgan, one, yeah. that is fucking I've, I've watched that like probably 50 times it's so funny oh man I remember we did a 48-hour – one year we did the 48-hour film fest is when I was uh, still living in Des Moines and doing the uh, – my last year there when I was doing uh, improv. Or like oh, yeah, yeah. The Revolver or whatever. And uh-huh. uh, I talked the group. I was in like, hey, let's let's all do fucking 48-hour film festival. It'll be fun. And then uh, I won't say the name, but one of the comics that was in it just kind of like strong-armed the yeah. entire production that's and uh made it not fun yeah and it really bummed me out very easy for that to happen to do one of those it's yeah. a high stress thing so at yeah. any time you get egos involved in it it makes it a hundred times worse yeah it's, it's you have to just kind of 
make do. And I'll say that uh, I I don't make call as a knock. I think it's why things got done so well. Scott had a much more Scott Vermulm, who was a great comic at the time. He doesn't just, but he was the kind of the the creative force behind a lot of these. And he had mm-hmm. such a good vision that if you mm-hmm. tried to come at him with something else. He had so much going in his hand. He was managing so much stuff that it was like not. I saw that the first year I worked with them. So that's why the second year I was like, well, I'm just going to let these guys do whatever and I'll say whatever they want me to say. Um, but like that's what got those done and got that made them so good was having somebody with a good vision. And that's why I think like even our web series when we did our our uh, our friendship is dead, which was so fun. It's not, I took it down mm-hmm. simply. It, it, it's one of those things that like the experience was wonderful I liked the outcome, but uh, we've turned that into a pilot that we're trying to like right. if the world comes back, make into a real TV show. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I don't want this like ragtag, you know, two year in a comedy version. It hanging no. around when, you know, it's, it's yeah. fine for things to go, you know, yes. have yes. lived their lives. And, yeah. and, and grow into what it became because it became this cool thing that could be something someday. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but uh, doing that, filming that me, you and Gideon, I, uh, Luke Gideon and I wrote we and we wrote that like a thing. We we had a writer. We used my little office as a writer's room. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctively the day we broke the title as "Our Friendship Is Dead." It was like it felt like we had like came up with uh, the Simpsons. It was like, oh, that's the name. That's it. And then like we came up with all those things. But the problem was, I on retrospect or looking back on it, we didn't have that one. We didn't have that Scott figure that was like. Uh, directing everything in a certain way. Right. So it was such a cohesive thing that like when we were edit, there was some things that like, I was like, Oh, when I watch it now, I'm like, Oh, we could have taken half this stuff out and it would have been as funny. But in the t- moment we're three friends making laughs. We're like, we got to have this. This is fun. Let's do this. Right. This is great. But that was a learning experience for everything I did. You, after need, that, you need that overview of And Scott knows what he's doing. Yes, he's yes. brilliant at it. And, and he's very, he's very even keeled and he's very, yeah. he seems very relaxed. I'm sure he isn't because it's a stressful thing oh, to make sure, a movie, yeah. but he's able to kind of process things in a, in a way that I, it's amazing to me that you could, that filmmakers can do that. But. Yeah. I, I wish I, that's why I like, I have such a hard time working in with group stuff is because I'm so the other way where I get so verklempt that it's stressful. And that's why like this podcast we're like, I mean, maybe you know this if you've been listening, but we're mm-hmm. we're done with guests at episode 200. We're just going to go to just me and Reem and then occasionally mm-hmm. a guest. And that's because the stress of having to work with other people's schedules, even though we like the people, it's nothing It's nothing on them. Mm-hmm. But just fa- taking that out of it makes the process easier. And then that'll mm-hmm. make the comedy and the presentation better. And yeah, I think that's a, it's a, it's a good thing, but it's an interesting well, it's even, thing. I'm, I'm sure it's, surprising that even during the pandemic it's hard to find people yeah. to book people yeah you know yeah and explaining it what we're doing and stuff you know it's a, it's a weird thing um god damn uh okay so we're but about that's kind of the, the way we do uh nothing's too weird yeah is you know we we are kind of humanist interest we talk about just you know local stories current events just a little bit of everything and sometimes we'll have a guest on but a lot of weeks it's just us yeah. talking there's no yeah. set structure for it no and i think that's great i think i think your listeners i just listen until i hear my segment and then i'm out yeah yeah, that's true we do (laughs) nothing's too wired we call it yeah reem's so funny where like uh every once in a while when that would whenever that would come up i'm always like oh yeah i forget that 
it's like how we have our our uh, the Darren. Forget uh, how brilliant Reem is as a joke. As yeah, a joke. Well, to the point where like it, it's that thing where you're like, oh yeah, people that we're beloved. It's not just we're in this <laughs> fucking apartment. Not you know, just even, even if it's yeah. our friends, it's just like, oh, I forget that the whole world isn't this mm-hmm. apartment that I'm in all the fucking time. Right. You know, and and that ream isn't just that screen I talk to once a week now. You right. know, it's like we have this whole history of friendship and stuff like that. That's why this episode might not be great for our listeners. But like, I mean, you're not great for me. It's we didn't have Sunday a Sunday night for me. Yeah. We didn't have a famous guest this week. So maybe, you know. No. AV Club's not going to give a fuck, but this was a good conversation that was fun. And well, hey, I don't and give stuff. a fuck about AV Club. And that's never... what I told you. I said, if you just yeah. ever need a, a, yeah. a last-minute guest or anything, I'm glad. And a lot of this is me just wanting to reconnect with you well, guys. And... Well, what's really funny about that is, so, Reem, I didn't even tell you that. You and are, because you... for entertainers, we have to do something performative to yes. reconnect. Well, but Luke, you message so Reem, you don't even know this. Luke messaged me like a week ago and was like, Hey, I'd love to do the show sometime. You've already been on the list. You're like, as we wrap up, we were already going to have you as a guest anyway. So it was one of those things that it made me happy because then I didn't want to have to be like, universe. I didn't know. I didn't want to have to like talk you into doing a podcast with us, you know? Yeah. So it kind of worked out great. Uh, And I knew it'd be funny. I I wanted to to come on the show. I I am a regular, first time, long time. I'm a regular listener. I'm I'm an never an effer. Yes, an effer. Yeah, for sure. You know the titles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So last thing we'll do before we all wrap up, I don't have any co- Reem on. Can you look on audacity? How long have we been recording? Uh, I got an hour and 40. Okay. That's minus good, the bullshit in between it all. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, yeah. But we have some of that's nothing in the top of the show and stuff. Um, oh, that blew by though. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I you just, could even say it zoomed by. It zoomed. Uh, oh boy. What was that? Zoom, zoom. What was that commercial? It was a car commercial. Mazda, right? Yeah. Mazda, yeah. Do you think they're pissed? Not to be confused. I like that Conan O'Brien when he goes, vroom, vroom, party stop. Oh, right. That was a fun commercial. And then he does the puppet thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Luke, when you go... What? Nothing. Go ahead. (laughs) Luke, when you go home, you go back to Afton. Oh. Uh, I wish I haven't been in many years. Of course not. Well, especially with the pandemic. Can I just say, (laughs) Afton... Is 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 that something I have to ask my doctor about? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ask your doctor about Afton. Yeah, uh, tough Afton. Afton might include. Yeah, <laughs> might include. Uh, when you is there any restaurants there or anything that when you go home mm. like your mom or your dad would make that like you like you love like a food that you're just like you can't wait to get again next time you get you to after the pandemic clears have. up. Yeah, uh, you Afton need it. Well, did you? It's restaurants or my parents cooking? Because I either or. Either or. Either two, my that's great. Yeah. My mom's Swiss steak that she makes. Oh, okay. Is, it, it's heaven. It's what heaven. Is, it's what the is best. a Swiss steak? What is this? It's it's basically just steak with uh, cooked and stewed tomatoes with stewed tomatoes oh, on top. Oh, okay. Cool. And then she makes mashed potatoes on the side. It, I mean, every time I go. Or, or this winter, I made her freeze me food. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. That was part of it. That for my Christmas gift was her just oh, freezing that's awesome. me food. Uh, so that is you can't beat that. She's a wonderful cook. Um, there, there aren't that many restaurants in Old Afton, Iowa. Yeah, just the Funeral Bank and sure, the, the Funeral Bank, <laughs> the Casey's, and I think there's a Mexican restaurant now, but I haven't been there. There's, there's always a Mexican restaurant in what every I... 
Like yeah. it's now Casey's and Mexican restaurants. Like that used to be like a oil change place. Yes, yes. Used to be a <laughs> used to be a place that only changed tires, and now yeah. it's like, well, we don't need that anymore. And a uh, third of the menu is a combination plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also all have like an Amer. They also all make burgers and fries because people are like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. uh uh. I'm an American. If I, ape, if I may ape Andy Kindler for this joke for a minute, she was serving ape me. Away. Uh, she was serving me. Uh, what's a Spanish dish? What's a, a good Mexican uh, food? Dish? Rice. Uh, uh, she was food. serving me rice, and that was the mayor. <laughs> That's my Andy Kindler. That's a good Andy Kindler impression. I I like one thing I miss a lot about being on the road is when you were mm. like this happened in. Uh, now, so Joan, our friend Joan LaRosa Doyle. Uh, My neighbors. Joan, oh, yeah, sure. Joan and James live just like down across the block from me. Seriously. That's, uh, fantastic. I've, I've been to yeah. their house. I love their house. Uh, Joan, uh, w- when we were on the road together in... In my head, and I pointed this way as if you knew which way I was pointing. I believe you. <laughs> uh, oh, just right of the Frida Kahlo painting. Right. <laughs> uh, will you point the right direction? <laughs> Uh, Joan and I were on the road in my head recently because it was the last time I was on the road. Uh, after actually, it was over a year ago. Uh, we stopped in Wisconsin one day in her, maybe her hometown. She wanted to go see her mom, so we, I had a couple hours for free. And it was a very, very small little Wisconsin town. And mm-hmm. I just walked around the middle of the town for a while. And uh, you know, you know, I'm straight, you know, Luke. So I didn't have some of those issues that other people might have, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I didn't have anybody pulling up no in trucks. glory holes or anything. Uh, no, I'm, I'm wearing this Garth Brooks shirt, so they get me. Uh, <laughs> but I did. I stopped in this little. It's one of those little places that has everything. Uh, some 16 year old worked the counter. They were really nice to me. I asked the Wi-Fi password, and they're like, "Well, if you go stand by the bank, there's one." Uh, there's a good joke that the comedian uh, Hannah and I. Sorry, I'm forgetting. She's from Des Moines. Oh, Hannah. Hannah Ty. Hannah Ty yep. that I saw her do what's about small town people that has stuck with me where it's always the lady with the, the short hair spiky in the back yeah. <laughs> and they talk about vacationing in the Wisconsin Dells and she says it's different. <laughs> that's a Hannah Ty joke oh, that I just howled at. Right? So, <laughs> that's great. I, that friend joke has stuck with me. I, friend of the show. She's I don't know done. Hannah. I don't know Hannah, but I seen her do stand up she's also done this show on uh through zoom over this pandemic and uh i stayed with her one time when i was in arizona her and i drove to tucson together and <laughs> it was so fun to drive from phoenix to tucson with hannah uh because we didn't really know each other that well mm-hmm. i had been traveling all day because it was the beginning of a tour and then mm-hmm. having this presence where i felt like i was on the road with just some stranger and i <sighs> was but also she's from iowa so instead of making small talk i'm like so what you like goal? You like you like toll? You think toll sucks or what? <laughs> and it was like a lot of conversations like that. I'd be like, whereas a, normally it's just some local that I don't know, and I'm just like, right. so what is uh, Brian Regan your favorite? And then, but instead, <laughs> this is a person I'm like, uh, hey, does Alex ever talk to you about his kids? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, who was on TV recently, yes, he, he was, was on Chuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, listeners, Alex Carter from uh, uh, what's this, their show called? Um, Let's ruin our childhoods. Let's yes. ruin our childhoods. Uh, they did our our famous live episode uh, back when we he's thought that was going to be a thing. That makes me laugh every day with his uh, tweets. And stuff. Oh, he's so good. 
Uh, uh, Alex it still cracks me up that we were going to do a live episode the week of the the end week of the world. The, so and we were going to start doing live episodes like regularly. Weekly. Where at? At the Creek in the Cave, we had it set up. We were going to start doing live shows like every month. Mm-hmm. Well, the, our first live show was like March 14th of oh. last year, March 13th or something. And then the pandemic ended, the pandemic began, you know, and now the creek is dead. The creek get closed. It's not even I a thing I heard anymore. about that. That's a shame. Well, it is a thing. It's just in Austin, Texas. Yeah, they're moving it to Austin, which is fine, you know, but it's not the it's yeah. not it's not going to be what I need what I got out of that place, you know. Um I hope some other new comic can move in Austin can get some good stuff out of it, but that's Are not the gonna owners help me. from Austin? That seems like a no. random place to move it. Um a lot of people in comedy, there's been a, a lot of people going to Texas during this because the weather's nicer and because <laughs> Texas yeah, well then the fucking world ended even more, but um there's been a lot a, a real exodus Plus they're all of getting comics. back together with their exes. Oh yeah, all their exes are down there. Yeah. All my exodus live in yeah. Texas. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, so a lot of comics have been going there anyway. And I don't know what Rebecca's plans were with it. Maybe she, I don't know if she's moving there or if she just has a group that's going to run it from there or something. Mm-hmm. But like, it still feels very weird. But I'll, and I wish, uh, of course, I wish her the best. And I wish the creek the best because I wanted to also, thrive. The Mexican food needs to get a lot better. Yeah. I had well, it there. I thought it was it, pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, it was fine. It was. It was New York, fine. Yeah, it did that thing but where it, it called you can't itself. Can't go to Austin, Texas. No, wouldn't that, that be that's funny? Food. Well, it, it, they called themselves California style or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, is that just what you say when you know it's not that great? Like you just throw something like a qualifier on there, you know? It's like, uh, oh, yeah. the, it's like, oh, uh, this, uh, well, this bratwurst sucks, and it's like, oh, this is Idaho bratwurst, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess, sure, the best Idaho bratwurst I've ever had. Uh, goddamn. Now, okay, so we talked about that. Um, uh, small town. What did you? Any other big ones we got to hit before we get out of here, Reem? Snacks. Snacks. Foods. Uh, what was your favorite toy line when you were a kid? Were you obsessed with any toys? Let me or like think. cartoons? Were you a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy yes. or anything? For toys, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about this this morning, uh, early one morning. Sun was shining. I was lying in bed. Yeah. And thinking about, hey. Yeah, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. And I was thinking about my Stretch Armstrong doll that I wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. And yeah. I got it for Christmas, and it was, like, just the greatest thing. And that same day, my cousin bit a hole in the leg. What a fuck. Oh. What, a, what a piece of shit. And Wait. I thought, uh, and I thought about this. It's tempting with those you know Stretch what? Armstrongs. And, and I thought, you know what? I still haven't forgiven her for that. Oh, okay. It was a her? Fuck no. Yes. It wasn't Evan? No, it wasn't Evan. Hell but of a you typer. know what I do know about Evan? Hell of a typer. Hell of a typer. Uh, two kids, he, the wife, he and the wife were doing fine. They said oh, their love. Diaper? That's wonderful. Typer. I don't know why, <laughs> oh. but we used to talk about how we, we should get Luke's cousin, Evan, to type for us because he was a hell of a typer. I don't remember either. I don't either. But... Uh, do, you, do you remember the uh, 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 Captain Corelli's mandolin video we did? Yes, I tried to find that one time. I, I think it's that. on YouTube somewhere, but I don't. I can't find it either. I'm, I'm sure I have it somewhere, but... Captain Corelli, <laughs> I just remember the bee. <laughs> that was such a funny idea. 
Reem and listeners, if you don't remember, if you don't know, uh, listeners, if you don't remember the comedy we were making in 2011 when you never yeah, fucking heard think, of it. Reem, Reem, we have we had a lot of memorable moments together too. I'm sorry, yes, Reem, that I'm yes, not yes. bringing them up. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> we all. A lot of cigarettes. Yeah. A lot of cigarettes. I remember. Well, uh, I would hang out with the smokers because the, the best I was getting high. I will at some point frame it, but the that photo of the three of us in the the uh, Muse green room where it's like oh. lit weird. I, that's one of my favorite comedy photos mm-hmm. ever taken. You know, I uh, still have that around you somewhere. Yeah, I love. I really love it. Remember Matt Von Drack? I, he the was name. for a little bit. He sent us this recently. He's a listener. How awesome! Yeah, it's a troll. That's also Michelangelo. That's cool. Uh, I, but toys. I I was more of a cartoons. I didn't really collect a lot of toys. Yeah. Uh, but I was obsessed with cartoons, and every it was that was we all grew up around the same time where it was cartoons were starting to get kind of meta and starting yeah. to get more Funny. tiny yeah. tunes and animated more acts adult. And stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but but I love the old stuff too. I love uh, Bugs Bunny. I love the the classic uh, Looney Tunes. Were they Looney sure. Tunes? The old sure. stuff. Yes, Merry Melodies. Uh, and then Animaniacs, Pinky yeah. and the Brain. Oh, of course, the greats. They're so uh, good. Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I wish Trust I watched. Science. I want to watch that now because I miss. I was a little too old for that, or I felt like I was. Mm-hmm. I so probably I was it. too, but I'm still. But like, I bet maybe not. You're a little young. You're like just young enough that you're probably perfect for it. I watched yeah. every episode of Dexter's Lab, and the dog never showed up. I hate yeah. you more than I hate most things. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for him, like at, you know, Homeward Bound at the end. Yeah. When Shadow I want to be. <laughs> Uh, shadow comes up oh, over the. Oh, my thoughts are silently for me. Ah, there it uh, is. Pinky in the brain. Did I say Pinky in the brain? Love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. You were in Ren and Stimpy because I found it oddly. Yeah, just like, weird. Weird and stimulating yeah. mental. Like it. It yeah. felt like I. Oh, I should. I'm not old enough to watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember the Saturday uh, bump in the night? The Saturday oh, yes. morning. Fucking love yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a lot of bumps in the night when I I, moved to New York. I would like to watch that if it's on YouTube or something. Uh, I would like uh, Reem to do that joke clean real quick. Reem, what was your joke? Oh, I said, yeah, I did a lot of bumps in the night when I moved to New York. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Uh, By the way, Luke, I wanted to tell you that uh, you you referenced this earlier, but we were in a serious talk still. But uh, Uh your time in New York, uh, it wasn't as much a rumspringer as it was a cumspringer. Okay. It was. It was. (laughs) <laughs> Great place uh, to fuck. About that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, it was sort of a uh, an erotic awakening of mine, and I, yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm glad it happened. I, yeah, I, yeah. It was a great time. Kids, really, if you're listening, come move to New, New York. York. That's what the plot of fucking coming to America is. Yeah, and he goes I'm to still- New York to sow his wild oats to get all the jizz out. Yeah. So we can go get fucking married. Yeah. And I'm still friends with most of the people I slept with out there. So, sure. you know, oh, that's good. Most. Yeah. Same. <laughs> most is a great word. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. It was, it was a good time. I, um, who knows? Well, we got to wrap up. We got where this has been fantastic, but we yeah. got to get wrap up. But I want to say, if you don't know this, one thing that sucks for this guy, but is a benefit for mm-hmm. that guy, I'm pointing to you, Luke. Is oh, uh, this guy over here? I'm pointing to Reem now. Uh, is, uh, Do you want Nick? Nick? I'm, 
<laughs> uh, old Reem here's heading back to Des Moines. So you know what, Reem? You when you would go look for houses, get one right in that fucking Beaverdale neighborhood. You, That's James, I you know this seriously. Yeah. 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 And well, he's also getting married. Maybe you knew that. I don't remember. I did know you were getting yes. married, but I didn't know you were moving back. And congratulations on that. Too. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, and we're looking for houses in the Beaverdale area. So. Yeah. No uh, kidding. So uh, next time we All do right, this podcast, Patrick, you and Stacy pack up. Get Gideon and Katie. I yeah. don't. Gideon. We'll get a fucking cul-de-sac. Yeah. Gideon texted me the other day and said, you want to move to Toronto? And I was like, what? What did Gideon read that made him want to go to Toronto? Is Gideon slowly turning into Leonard Cohen? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Golly, yeah. I just think it's uh, definitely a shame, which now that the world ended, who gives a fuck? We'll see each other as much. But I do love the idea that in six months, we do a podcast about bump in the night and you two are in the same room, vaccinated, of course. And the podcast is, uh, you know, we're doing it that way. Hell yeah. Mikasa es su casa. Yeah. I like your house, by the way, a lot. I've stayed at your place yes. a couple times and yeah. I had that. One and of the it's most... right by Taco Casa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of my most, one of my favorite stand up memories of all time is uh now i might be misremembering this, oh here we I go again got another yarn yeah better take a nap ream uh <laughs> staying at your place one year when the power went out for it peace did, village yeah. but i showed up there and who was there it was it was harris alterman mm-hmm. and then was nasser there? there i i met nasser and was is his girlfriend kathy they weren't there was another comedian there that i don't remember but a new york comedian there wasn't and i don't i remember harris there yeah. but i and there was someone else that yeah. sleep, slept on a sleeping bag oh, it was but diego I, it was diego uh, uh diego atanasio and so both very nice both yes, very great, good house great guests. comics friends of the show friends of us but the thing was is it was so surreal to be like i came in that morning because i stayed the night with my friends in a hotel my glenwood friends came to town and uh-huh. so I came in that morning and it was just like seeing Luke, Harris, and Diego, who are three friends of mine from different places. Mm-hmm. And they're all like sitting eating breakfast together. And I was like, this is great. This is what life is. Well, and then you and then the I think one on the last day you had to leave or something. Yeah. You were gone and that but they stayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was already in bed when they came in. Yeah, they were yeah. like but then I remember having to convince Harris, no, you can use my shower. It's fine. <laughs> That's so funny. You're not being an imposition. Yeah. You can Well, whoever but... he was supposed to stay with didn't have blankets. And he texted me and he's like, I don't think I this they these people are nice, but I don't think they have blankets. And I'm like, I bet you could probably stay at my friend Luke's. I, I think I had blankets. Yeah, least. yeah, yeah. Uh goddamn. Yeah. Well, uh that we gotta wrap up because You had them covered. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Reem, before we get out of here, I am interested because it's not all about me. What is your guys's, what is, when you think of Luke Ritter, what pops in your head first? What moment from Des Moines? Do you have uh, a thing just, like that? This is songs. Where do you picture him I, at? I, on stage at the House of Bricks singing, yeah. uh, fucking terrorist love song or, yeah. uh, what else would we have? Uh, it, uh something about aborted kids. Uh, oh God! What is that? Little baby fetus. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Baby, it's it's not politically correct. These oh days. no, 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 no! That's it. Uh, surrogate, 
surrogate baby. Yeah, yeah that's a lot better than. See, I that's... would probably take another pass at that these yeah. days. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> and fantastic, the OCD song. I oh, have OCD, where you would count it and you'd be like one, two, three. And then you'd yeah. always be like, shut up. Like you'd yell at the audience and have to See, do it. Again. I forgot about that. I forgot uh, about that. So. Very good. I w- Plus, that's those I'm, always yeah. stood out because uh, the typical, especially at that level of comedy, the typical funny songs always involve like penises. And yeah, stuff. Yes. Right. yeah. You didn't have any like fucking in your songs. I don't think I, I probably had a few here. But and not there. like, but not like the stereotypical, like, uh, like from the committee or, uh, the do- sitting on a cock because I'm gay, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> like it's not right like back. stereotypical. That's, that's pretty good though. Yeah, that's well, pretty right good back. though. I mean, that was a great song, of course. We can all. I mean, that put my kids to college. The uh, um, man, yeah, and one thing that I thought was so funny was after I moved to New York, uh, apparently you became you just started doing more songs more often, and mm-hmm. I remember getting texts from like Solomon. Like in middle 2013, where Solomon would be like, fucking Luke just destroyed the open mic so hard. Really? With his, yeah, because, I mean, this isn't a bad thing, but as <laughs> I especially now, if I'm on a show now and a guy's got a guitar, I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. You're going to destroy that's... so hard. And then I got to try to get my jokes going. And so, it, like, to me, I mean, it I, is a crutch. It's a comedy crutch. No, I no, 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 no. I don't think so at all. I think it's, a, I think it's, um, an awesome talent, and especially if you write a bad comedy song, it's going to get applause yeah. at the end. But right. when you write a good comedy song, you bring the house down. It's like why, like, it wouldn't if you did a lineup, you would never. You we always got to put the singer last, the good one last, because it's like, what am I going to do if you're going to be like, all right, well, that was fun. Now I'm just going to talk with my mouth. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't even fucking rhyme. Ah. No. This is poisonous to my ego because I'm hearing all of it's like my wake. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, that's fine. You see, that's the I, thing is, this is but three I was Luke's always, ago. You, you got, I was always looking up. Uh oh, he froze. Did we all freeze? I, Where no, were we? I, didn't. I froze. You guys are good. Let's keep going. Yeah, you're well, talking about looking up to us. Yeah, you were telling us well, how much I you loved us. I, I always saw you as, I looked up to how you were always trying to change the way you were writing and, yeah. and always you, always going through what you were writing and not just going, well, that works, so yeah. I'm done writing. No, it's, it's painstaking, revis- revi- you know, I always yeah. looked up to that. And I think that I think that's what we all had. We, that's kind of what we started on this us, was I was learning from Reem uh, how important it was to always be writing and how important it was to always have new stuff. I was mm-hmm. learning from Gideon how important it was to polish. I was learning from you, Luke, to how important it was to not uh, get stuck in a rut. I feel like, I feel like you would try, you would try stuff that I'm like, Oh, I didn't think Luke would write that joke. And, and, and you would do it and it would make sense. And then as soon as you told it two or three times, would I'd be like, Oh, that's a Luke joke. But maybe the first time you heard, I heard it, I was like, Oh, that doesn't fit in line with you. You know? Um, mm-hmm. We doing? all learn from each other. We oh. all help each other. We got to wrap up, Reem? We do. Uh, you got to take a pee? That, or... was me, that was me also doing Dante Culpepper. Oh, I don't want to keep... I don't want to damage your blast. Reem's got to piss it or something. I thought I thought he was doing like a wrap-up thing, which maybe he was. We are running. I was. Um, we are. Well, okay. That's it. Great show, guys. Uh, uh, where can the listeners... Okay, so listeners can get... Both of your records are at uh, Jackknife Comedy Records 
Bandcamp. Erect. Yep. Um. Uh. What the full full bloom and uh and not from around here. Not from around here. Um, I we did we did start some other songs pre pandemic uh last year that we were starting so hopefully at some point some we'll point? get to finish it. Uh. So I I'm I'm looking at a new album on the horizon. Cool. Uh. Nice. But, and you're doing poetry. Where is that available anywhere, or is that more of a just like you got to be in your I, living room? <laughs> no, are you working on a uh, book or something, or uh, are you publishing? I, event, yes, I am working towards a book uh, yeah. and including short stories and stuff. But I've also sent off to poetry oh. magazines and sure. and so I'm I'm kind of going. It'd be nice to get paid. You could go pros. <laughs> uh, who was our guest when we? Oh, was who was our guest? Addy. Hattie. Hattie Hayes was on recently, and we the whole episode was just us yeah. learning about limericks. And like yeah. reading about limericks, it was so fun. Yeah, you know, some people get into poetry because yeah. you gotta take a stand somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fantastic. Dreamcore. R e a m k o r e. That's right. Where you'll find me. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Patrick That's at p a t r i k k s e. Patrickcase.com for fuck. I don't know videos. I. Get on the Patreon, give us a dollar, give us five dollars, give us ten dollars. If you want to send us some of your old uh, toys, uh, let us know. We'll take them. Uh, yeah, that's great. Luke, you're on you're on Instagram right now, I think, right? That's about it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. What's your Instagram handle? I think it's just at, or it's not ad, it's not Twitter. Luke Ritter, I think. Luke Ritter. We'll figure yeah. it out. You guys will see it. Yeah. Uh, follow Lucas if you want to look for his stuff. Uh, tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. Die. And as always, remember, if you're not an in ever. You're an MFer, so, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.